Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Canadian Republican Girl on the Canadian Truckers Revolution. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Tuesday, February 8th in the year 2022. Tonight we're going to hear from Canadian Republican Girl, also known as Canadian.Girl 5.0 on TikTok. She's awesome. She's been giving some amazing reports. She's part of the Generation Z, and it's I'm telling you, this is, we need a lot more of this. I'm just going to give you a little highlight as we go tonight. This one, I think, kind of sums up what this truckers movement has done. Check this out. Is the day that the Canadian truckers start their convoy to Parliament in Ottawa. They said that they will not be leaving Parliament until all mandates and restrictions are lifted for Canadian citizens. Today, for the first time in a very, very long time, I'm proud to be Canadian. Today. And there you go. She's proud to be Canadian, as they all should be proud to be Canadian. The world should be looking to Canada and thanking Canada. It's doing great work and it's just starting to heat up a little bit. All right, before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. That's the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. You can use your Bards promo code for all sorts of great savings across the entire site. And if you right now, if you use your Bards promo code, with every purchase, you're going to get a copy of Mike Lindell's fantastic book. It tells the story of how he went from addict to one of the greatest CEOs in our history and all because of his love in Christ. It's fantastic. So check that out. Head on over to MyPillow.com. Check out some of the amazing deals right now. Those include big savings on comforters and on blankets and 60% off on the Giza sheets, 50% off on my slippers, 50% off on sleepwear for men and women. You can't go wrong. All sorts of amazing products, high quality. It's all there. It's fantastic. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code BARDS anywhere on the MyPillow site, the Frank's Beat site, or even the MyStore site. Also, The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. It's the home for what I consider to be the Bible for our time. That's an NASB 1995 edition, and it has our, many of our founders' documents woven within it's a lesson not only in God's word, but in how our founding fathers used scripture as a living language. We are truly a Christian nation, not a Judeo-Christian nation. We are a Christian nation. So check that out. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, at thefoundersbible.com to get 20% off on those Bibles. Also, and finally, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. That is the coffee for Bard's Nation. It's an amazing coffee. It's designed to give you that boost in energy all day long, sustained focus throughout the day without any sags that coffee, normal coffee gives you. 
It's a healthy coffee. It also helps build and strengthen your immune system. Now, on that page, you're going to find some amazing products. The Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Immune XP, which helps boost your immune system with high levels of vitamin C based on pine cone extract. And Earth, which is a body, full body nutrient supplement in a powder form. Mix it with water. Drink it like a shake. That's what your whole, everything your body needs once a day. But there's a fourth product or an additional product, and that's Pure 47. Pure 47 is a refined nano-level silver extract. It means it's refined down to the nano-level. It's an extremely important product to keep us healthy and strong in this bio-war that we're in, this attempt to exterminate humanity. So check those products out at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com for our everything you need to get your health sovereignty back. Big day today in Canada, Patriots. A lot of stuff going on, crazy stuff. Truckers have been holding the line beautifully. Trudeau has been stabbing his country in the back, expectedly. And with all of this, we need to remember what I think is well posted by one poster. It said, and this is the unacceptable Chris Erickson at Chris Erickson 77 on Twitter. Remember, they have made the decision to dismiss child abuse suicides, overdoses, domestic violence, seniors dying alone, destroyed economy, businesses, families, friendships, and risk our health for a product that doesn't work, all to implement a passport. Absolute truth on that. This whole thing is about implementing a digital passport and re-social engineering the entire world to force everybody into the blockchain system. And this is the way they want this done is that by the time if they had their way which we will not let them every single thing in your life and I I swear it's like from the piece of toilet paper to the grain of cereal to that little 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 flat flake of raw oats is going to be tagged into this system and they're going to be able to control everything you buy everything you eat everything this is the whole idea control all of humanity Oh, and I guess I need to highlight this. Brought to you by the makers of the military-industrial complex, Wall Street, Big Pharma, bankers, and let us not forget DARPA. So it's all there, and this is literally what's been going on. It's absolutely insane right now. Now, I've been telling you that the truckers thing is an opportune moment, and it really is, so this is critical to understand Today it was announced, as I knew it was coming, I just didn't know where it was going to pop up first, that Union Pacific Railroad teamed up with a company called Too Simple, which itself is insane, just a a crazy name, Too Simple, T-U, Simple. They're now running the first fully automated autonomous truck, freightliner truck system in Arizona to get rid of truckers. So you can see where this is going. Politicians are going to be dragging their feet. Their biggest fear is that people will discover what they've actually done, which is to sell humanity down the toilet, that all jobs are going to be replaced by robotics to make people come in and be slaves to robots, and to help manage the overflow of job or the overflow of unemployed, they've given everybody the vax to exterminate a large portion of humanity, starting first with a highly targeted segment, which is our seniors, corrupting the immune systems of our youth so they'll be forever dependent on the medical health care system run by Big Pharma and then maiming 
and debilitating as many in the middle class as they can so they won't have to worry about revolution. So they can continue to diddle kids, traffic kids, and suck the blood out of them for adrenochrome. That's the truth. This is what Canada's fighting for right now. So to a message to Canada, do not sucker for these stupid mandate offerings by your provincial leaders. I know that today Alberta came out and he said that oh, mandates are dropped, so are digital passports. Saskatchewan claimed the same thing, even though they just signed the contract for digital passports. If Canada buckles on this thing and they give in to the mandates and they don't go full tilt to like wipe out this digital tagging and, and stuff that's going on, Canada's going to become the, the example to the world of what happens when you stand up to the deep state. And they won't hit right away. They'll just be very patient, and then they'll just squeeze the lifeblood out of Canada. And they will make Canada into a third-world country and make the rest of the world see what it looks like. So tonight, we've got SWAT teams, riot control teams, whatever. They've had snipers on the buildings down in Ottawa. This is insane. I mean, this is what I expect this out of our FBI. I expect this out of our CIA. I should have expected it out of the RCMP. They're about as they're just as much dirtbags as anybody else. They're putting snipers on the buildings for a peaceful protest. It's oh, it's so dangerous, isn't it? This is what happens in tyranny. And you have to understand that tyranny is going to show its face in many, many ways. And we need to be paying attention and we need to be engaging our police officers and our sheriffs and reminding them that, like, look, don't be on the wrong side of this. We have a right to stand up to this. We have a right to tell you no. We have a right to tell you to take your mandates and shove them up your tailpipe. We have a right to reject mandated injections, the wearing of masks, any of that. That's our right. This is long past the... Oh, I'm sorry. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. That's right. Go team. Go MAGA. Two weeks to flatten the curve. In the latest interview with Patel, President Trump has said, people just need to get back to normal. And suddenly, the vaccine push went away. Just like that. He's no longer taking credit for it. Just like that. I guess it's all... Just water under the bridge, 28,000 lives better later, 1 million injuries later. It's just, don't worry about it, America. Just get back to normal. You'll be okay. Just like that. I tell you, this is insane. So tonight, we have a very neat guest, and I'm anxious to introduce her to you. And do follow her on TikTok. Uh, she's on a bunch of other places, too. And she'll give you all that information in the show. But on TikTok, she is Canadian.girl5.0. Her name is Kate. She is in her mid-20s. She is a Gen Z. She's a young mother. And she is dedicating her life to this fight in all ways. And she's doing a fantastic job. And I think you'll be very impressed with just what a representation of Gen Z she is. I mean this. She's very awake and very conscious. By the way, she's read the American Constitution and she's read the Canadian Charter and is very familiar with it. That's to me, says a whole bunch. So, without further ado, let me introduce you to 
Canadian Republican girl, also known as Kate. Well, Patriots, I'm really honored tonight to have what I consider to be one of the best voices out there right now to keep pace with what's going on in this trucker revolution, which we're calling the Canadian Revolution. Uh, She is a younger voice, which, of course, we all know we need, and raising up a really important perspectives on truth. She goes by Canadian Republican Girl on the web. She's currently on TikTok, which is how we found her, as Canadian.Girl 5.0, and that's only because apparently TikTok doesn't like the name Republican. But with all that said, Kate, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Thank you. I am very honored to be here tonight with you. That's awesome. So I'll tell you, just give us a little bit of background on yourself. I mean, people always want to know a little bit about who you are. So go ahead. Of course. Thank you. Um, I, well, I'm still young in the game and still, you know, diving into all the different things there is to learn. (laughs) Um, I was probably fairly liberal um, because when Trump started running, I think I was only 19 years old when he made the announcement. Um, I like to tell myself I was probably more liberal mindset because of the way the school systems are set up. And I really, truly believed that the government was there to help us and back us up. I grew up in a conservative home. Uh, When Trump started running, I, if I'm being honest, I was like, oh my goodness, this is going to be a disaster. And I started watching some of his speeches because I've always found just political differences and that kind of stuff. Interesting. I like to hear other people's views. I'm pretty open-minded. And I heard him talk a lot about, as many of us know, the media attacking him and making lies up um, about him. So I, I did diving into like some deep diving into that and um, things that the media were saying weren't lining up with what he, what he was saying on the stand. So I thought that was pretty weird. And that journey just continued. And I started looking into a lot of different conspiracies per se, and different things that the media would push compared to what is actually going on. And now I am here today. Um, I've probably been pushing as a quote, freedom fighter for the last two years, I would say. Um, I struggled a lot with being open with my friends and family because the stigma and the hate is much stronger on the opposing side. For some reason, we should all want freedom. But um, I'd hit a point where I had lost so many family and friends over my beliefs that I kind of was like, screw it. I I have nothing left to lose at this point. I'm just going to speak my mind. So here I am trash and politicians on the internet. <laughs> That's totally awesome. You have a really cool piece, which I listened to earlier today about which when the truckers started to move and you made the comment in there, I'm finally proud to be Canadian. This has been a big moment for Canada, hasn't it? And you've reflected that I think in the piece. Yes. Um, I, I had really wanted to leave Canada for since the pandemic I was like I need to get out of here we need to leave like that there's no hope in sight you know we have uh Castro's son I always like to say in our leadership and it's pretty clear that all parties at this point are 
the conservative party does not stand for what conservatives should that what the party represents itself and that's kind of where the name republican uh canadian came into place was um the republican party from what i've seen on this side of the world they most of them not all of them of course but the republican party and the states they have a strong ground and not many of them have changed their morals in the what the republican party stands for i should say the conservative party was supposed to be the canadian version right and they completely flipped and the conservatives are now um they're like liberals so it was dishonoring to a lot of us we didn't know who to vote for um so yeah i i just i i was very lost as a canadian and then when this trucker convoy started and you were seeing it you it wasn't just a rumor or a couple people online saying it you were watching it on live streams and then thousands of videos every day of these truckers these patriots that are fighting for our freedom and our children's future it was extremely emotional and i got that fight back i got that that strength back that I really needed as a patriot. And I got that hope back. That's totally awesome. It really is. Cause I don't know how much you know about my background, but I was embedded in Afghanistan as the first citizen journalist in the department of defense program. And wow. in July of 2006, I was able to get across in bed with Canadian princess Patricia's light infantry out of Edmonton. And in that process, I captured the first footage of the Canadians in combat since the Korean War. Wow. So I got a little taste of your government's wrath Mm -hmm. on that one. The military stood strong with me, but the government got so upset that the truth came out that in 2006, they debated having my passport suspended for life. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> try to declare me as a threat to national security and a few other things. But the, the amazing part is, is to really witness and be with for a short period of time that I was, I built friendships for life with the guys there. And as I've come to know Canada as an outsider, the one thing I've been so impressed with is really lay back peace. But when Canada hits that tipping point, it's like lighting fire on dynamite is kind of, and that's kind of what I'm witnessing now. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, um, I'm I'm happy. And I think that it's gonna get a lot worse. And I think that it almost needs to me. I have done a lot of research into the politicians that are in office. And when Trudeau goes out, the next person to take his place is believe it or not, worse than him. So we need to pull all the politicians into the street, we need to reset the entire program or system or whatever you want to call it removing one person with another person who is the same or worse um it's it's not going to get better and when you look at the canadian system and our so-called constitution it is nothing compared to the states it is shameful i am embarrassed of our constitution Uh, They can, it's right in the Charters of Rights and Freedoms where when the government, so again, people that we obviously do not trust right now, when the government deems something an emergency, our Charters of Rights and Freedoms is completely thrown out. They can cut, if they want it to, if they called the Emergency Act or 
I think in the States it's called um, martial law. They can come into our homes because our homes in the States is not it. We pay for, you know, the mortgage, the land, property taxes, this and that, but it is still technically on paper owned by the government. So if they wanted to, they could come in and they could take our kids per se. They could take our livestock. It's an endless battle and they need to restart the whole system. So how common is this awareness in politics for your age group? Because we talked about this briefly before the show. You're you're Gen Z, which happens to be like my favorite generation of all time, (laughs) because you guys are always you're just there's so much potential to be awake and so much interest to be awake as an aggregate whole. And everything you just laid out is so atypical of what we would consider to be where younger adults are these days. And yet you are very aware. You've obviously gone through your charter. You know some about <laughs> our Constitution. Is I know that you're driven that way, but is that atypical or typical of, of what you're seeing in, in the audience that you're pulling together? Um, I would say it's fairly atypical. Unfortunately, a lot of the people that I follow back on social media or that follow me, they're all in the, quote, older generation i feel like um you know it's the cool hip thing to dye your hair purple and be against the government is what they think i i don't i have struggled very hard to understand the logic of the left per se and i cannot wrap my mind around it for the life of me but i feel like in their mindset they are so brainwashed and they really think they're going against the system, even though the system was set up for them. The system is the reason they have this mindset to begin with. It's just when you get out of school and you've got social media shoving it in your face and the media, the mainstream media around the world, this is not an American problem. This is not a Canadian problem. This is around the entire world. And they are lying to us right to our faces. It's very hard for people that don't have the proper tools or resources or knowledge to know where to look. Like I don't use Google anymore. That's been a common thing for many of us because a lot of us know you type something in on Google and you get one result, typically everything that the government is also pushing ironically, but you type something into, I don't know, like DuckDuckGo and you get both sides. You get what the conservatives are saying and then what the liberals are saying. So I don't want either side censored. I don't want the liberals censored. I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know kind of where their logic's coming from. But I also want to know what my side is saying. And the liberals are using platforms like Google. So they're only seeing their side. So it's really hard um, when I'm trying to talk to people my age about what's going on and you know a lot of us are starting to have kids now and and stuff at this age and I'm like how do you feel about you know your kid wearing a mask at school and they're just like oh it's whatever it's not a big deal Becky like calm down and I'm like what are you talking about your kid can't breathe properly your kid is running outside well the teacher is ironically not wearing a mask and they cannot breathe they're spitting kids are a disgusting mess as it is full of tons of bacteria and different viruses as it is and they're literally spitting this back into their face there's nothing about that that's okay no and you you've witnessed that firsthand in i think most of us don't reappreciate 
how bad it's been in Canada. Kind of walk us through the the level of medical tyranny that you've been under. So I guess I'll start with uh, last year. I recently moved from Ontario to British Columbia, and I will definitely say Ontario and from what I've seen, Quebec are probably the worst provinces to be in right now. Um, there was a point for almost three months where if you lived in Ontario, uh, clothing was considered non-essential. You could only buy essential items, clothing, not essential. Um, when this had taken or come into place, it was right when winter was ending and spring was coming and the weather is extremely bipolar in Canada. So I have two small children who grew out of their winter clothing and had nothing to wear uh, that fit, you know, the hotter weather. So that was uh, extremely uh, devastating as a mother because I, you would go into Walmart and I had posted a video, it went viral. Um, I have it somewhere that account had gone down, unfortunately, but I walked through Walmart and they actually had like caution tape up where all the toys were, the clothing, even the masks, which uh, didn't make sense to me because you couldn't go in without a mask, but then the masks were blocked off. You could only buy uh, pharmaceuticals and groceries and a giant store that there are hundreds of people already in. So it, none of it made sense when you look at it from a scientific view. We're already in this closed embossment together. Why can I not take two steps forward to grab a shirt for my daughter? Um, so then fast forward, the mandates and restrictions had lifted a little bit. And a lot of us Canadians, you know, we were hopeful. We were like, this is it. This has got to be it. it this needs to end now. It's been a year and a half. And sure enough, two months later, they had locked us all back down. And now where we are today is if you are unvaccinated as a Canadian citizen, you cannot fly. You cannot get on a plane. You cannot get on a train. You cannot get on public bus services. And I believe, if I'm correct, you cannot even get on a boat. Wow. Yeah, there, you're a little farther along the, the insanity train than we are. But we're, yes. we're, we're, we're trying very hard to catch up. Don't worry. Um, we're, <laughs> we, we've got China's hand puppet in office. So that's as bad as your baby Castro, which is yeah. in so many ways. Tell me a little bit about this truckers protest as you're understanding it. it. We are hearing that the planning for this started like eight months ago. Is, is that c correct? Because it's really well organized in, in what we're seeing. From what I'm aware of, I uh, I think it just started uh, last month, uh, early January, when um, Justin Trudeau <laughs> uh, came out and said that they were going to put the vaccine mandates up at the border. And then it was actually Justin Trudeau who pressured Biden into putting the restrictions up for the U.S. truckers, which not a lot of people know. But if you look that up, that uh, it was Justin who pressured Biden to do that. And that is why the states did that. But um, to my knowledge, anyways, it was only the last month. And I know a lot of people have questioned, how is this so organized? And some people do think that they're that this convoy could potentially be, you know, pulled by strings of 
uh, Schwab and Soros and the Clintons and stuff like that. Um, I personally have kind of wondered that myself, not the organ, a lot of the organizers I do love. I've talked to many of them personally, and they seem like very good people. But you do have to wonder, um, how was this organized so well? And there are some organizers who have suspicious backgrounds, in my personal opinion. But the convoy itself, a lot of the truckers, and again, the patriots that are going to support the truckers, they full-heartedly are doing this for our future and our children's future. Well, we looked at something similar things because there was some questionable characters would be the right way of putting it um, in the kind of base organizing. But in my opinion, this is one of these things that grew far beyond what I think what they expected. I 100% agree. And that's what I've said, regardless of what, you know, the overlords of the media and the government thought this went a lot bigger. And I think that a lot of the government and not just in Canada, but around the world, because Canada started a movement. And it is, I gotta say, it's amazing to see because a lot of Canadians and people around the world look to American. When you would look at protests and freedom rallies and things like similar to that, you would always see an American flag because America held the foundation for a free country. So it's really exciting to see that all these countries have Canadian flags and American flags. And I've always said that Canada and America are, are we're like the same country, just a different constitution, but we're right beside each other whatever happens in the states triples over to canada we had blm like all that nonsense that went on and people don't realize that the same stuff happens because of our media but like it's insanely exciting to see that canada started this movement and the government had no idea how big it was going to be no i don't think they did and i get the indication anyway from trudeau's fleeing and his frustrations is that the movement's not obeying what he was expecting it to do sort of thing. Trudeau is definitely trying to, he's trying to double down and uh, they're doing a lot of extremely ridiculous things today. They, uh, a judge had passed an injunction or a temporary ban on, I, I believe it's for the next 10 days. If you're in downtown Ottawa, if you are in that area, it is illegal to honk now as of this afternoon and you can be arrested and thrown in jail for honking your horn in a car. <laughs> I played your piece on that list this evening <laughs> and it's epic because it's like, you have to just put the logic to that. It's like, okay, now you realize if someone runs in front of your car now or somebody exactly. cuts you off, you're now in violation of the law. It's, it's the, the idiocy that goes along with some of this tyranny and the fact that people get along with it is, is, always stunning to me yeah i i don't get it i i literally like i just did i stutter trying to understand it my brain i think breaks in half almost trying to wrap my head around it or even say the words like it's illegal to honk in downtown ottawa what <laughs> how <laughs> that's amazing so it looks like from one of your tiktok clips that you actually rode with the convoy a little bit or at least in your own vehicle is that right uh yes my boyfriend and i partake in our local convoy is showing support for the convoy um and the truckers in ottawa unfortunately now that i live in british columbia i live about three 
about a three day drive away from Ottawa. And with uh, my two children and then my stepson, they are all under the age of seven. So I'm sure you can imagine that's not a doable drive as it is, let alone being trapped in Ottawa. Um, so I'm doing my best to show my support financially and then getting the word out with what's going on to show support. We've seen provincial support. We've seen it in Calgary. That's been a big one. Yes, the Coots border. And we see Ontario and Quebec. But is are all the provinces involved? Because that's what we hear. But we haven't seen a lot of that. A lot of the provinces are involved. A lot of them headed out to Ottawa. So a lot of the you know patriots and uh, convoy truck drivers are in Ottawa from other provinces. Nova Scotia had passed a bill um, or a temporary ban, I guess a conjunction, not a bill, sorry, um, that about two, three weeks ago, um, from my understanding, again, it makes no sense, but if you partake um, on the public roads, so basically any road, um, you can be arrested or fined for partaking in the, quote, convoy if there were to be one in Nova Scotia. So a lot of the provinces are trying to crack down on lesser support. Um, a lot of it, I think, is more fear-mongering than what they would actually do. I like to believe that most police officers are in support of the convoy and do not support this. Uh, I am struggling with that thought process after seeing a lot of the um, Ontario Provincial Police and Ottawa Police last night and today illegally um, seizing uh, gasoline, propane and food from the truckers in Ottawa. So I, if I'm going to be honest, I have no idea half the time what's going on in other provinces because it's extremely hard to find it with our media not covering it and social media censoring everything. Yeah, it is difficult. And I think Canada is getting a big dose of what we've been suffering through as a nation here mm -hmm. for the last four years, five years, really heavily, which is this kind of rolling media censorship, the stovepiping of information on an extreme level. Not to say you haven't had it, but I don't think the consciousness no. has been there in Canada until now. And I think people are discovering, because I've seen some amazing posts in this last couple of days or things like Facebook's bad. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw that Facebook had, they were one of the top five trending hashtag cancel Facebook. That's good. No, I mean, it, it the, no matter how it happens, the, the awakening is good, but it's just very, very interesting. This has to be a very personal fight for you as a mother, because you're looking at young children and where this country, where your country is going, where our country is going as well. So I'm assuming this becomes very personal for you on a deeper level. Definitely. Um, I was actually saying to my spouse earlier tonight, we need to have a backup plan is what I said to him. And he was kind of looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, this is not something that is new. When you look at history, we need to have a backup plan for if this goes south. I do not want my kids here. And I have a lot of uh, sleepless and reckless nights and there are many tears. So I cannot thank what the truckers are doing enough. Like there are no words to express my gratefulness for this and the hope it's given me. But I also know not to put all my eggs in one basket. There's been some movements. Um, one of them was, I'm, I'm going to call it can exit. I don't know if that's the correct term, but it was the 
concept of getting some of the provinces, Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, we're talking about breaking away from Canada like Quebec had done years ago, is that seems to have dispelled a bit that energy since the truckers protest. I do know that some of the truckers, um, some of the organizers in the convoy were part of previous separation groups, um, mainly for Alberta. Um, Personally, if I lived in Alberta, I wouldn't blame them. A lot of the taxpayer dollars that is dispensed throughout the rest of Canada, you know, like welfare, um, housing, things like that, um, I believe come from Alberta because Alberta is I always say Alberta is the Texas of Canada so they they hold the ground for Canada they keep Canada moving that is where all of our farmers our truckers uh, the blue-collar workers majority of them come from Um, it's been a little quiet since the convoy like you just said I haven't really heard a lot about the the separatist movements um, since the convoy I think just I think we haven't heard about it because so many people are just so focused on getting this damn country back on track is our main focus and then we can talk about if you want your province to separate we'll discuss that can we just all agree on the fact that we have a tyrannical government once we agree on that we'll move forward i think that's well said very well said what has the been some of the push to squeeze your generation uh when i say that you have your generation spans college and early professional careers. And I'm assuming that the pressure is to get all of them to vaccinate and all of them to comply. And there's, and being that Canada is a fairly socialist country by many standards that would leave fewer and fewer avenues to seek jobs. I'm assuming, and even to get housing, is that correct? Or is that a misperception? Uh, No, I would say that's definitely correct. I do know that there have been a couple different housing units and, um, funded by the government. So uh, federal um, funded housing, low income housing. And I have also seen just personal housing um, or apartment buildings request people's vaccination status. And now whether or not you want to, however you slice it, whether or not it's legal to deny someone for their medical choices, they still request this and people give it to them. And even if you deny giving it to them, it's safe to say at this point, people who are denying to give you the medical status, the media and the left wing are going to immediately assume you're unvaccinated. We don't want you here. Whether or not that's the case, it shouldn't matter, but it's becoming very difficult. And I I have talked with many people who have young age children. I've talked with um, a lot of the younger generation that are would be heading off to college, and a lot of them got the vaccination. Not no, not a single person I've talked to got it because they were scared of COVID. They got it because they needed to keep their job. They wanted to be able to attend their children's school events and extracurricular events, um, and uh, so they could go to college and build a career. Not a single person I know got it because they were scared, but because they were coerced into getting it essentially. That's crazy. And we, we see the same thing here. It's just, I think the grip that the government's had in Canada is probably a little more extreme than we've seen here, just in the totality of your control systems. And that leads yeah. to kind of what we've seen here, that, which is really no surprise for anybody, but 
RNCP's, uh, RCMP, excuse me, RCMP's efforts to shut down this GoFundMe process, which was temporarily successful then until they shifted over to give, send, go. What's the latest on that? What what is the latest on all that? Well, so uh, originally um, GoFundMe had said because it was um, an unpeaceful um, orchestration or they said something like that. It was very ridiculous wording. And a lot of people were like, that's not what this is. Um, anyways, they had said that they were going to give people a certain date um, in the middle of February, roughly to request a refund. And if they hadn't gotten to that date, then GoFundMe themselves would choose where your donated money would go to. Uh, that ticked many, many people off. So what people started doing is they started doing a chargeback uh, through their banks instead of going right to GoFundMe, which charges GoFundMe an extra $15 for that chargeback. Regard, You could donate a dollar and GoFundMe would have to pay $16 back. So uh, in the middle of the night, it was like two in the morning when I had received the email after the news had broke about GoFundMe they said basically, hey, you know what, uh, due to feedback, we're just going to dispense um, everyone's refund. You don't need to request one. The money's not going to go anywhere else. We're just going to give it back to you. So, And that was, I believe, a lot to do with the fact that they were having to pay out and also the heavy lashback that social media had on them. So Gifts and Go had made a tweet and they were in full support. They said they would help post this. Uh, they were in support of the movement. So the organizers had went over there. Um, they've been getting so much traction um, on that website that I don't think the website's foundation was ready to handle that the website keeps breaking. <laughs> and it's kind of funny to watch because there's so many people trying to donate at once that it will say like error or something similar on your computer. So I believe last I saw Rumble was offering to help uh, with the foundation to get a better platform for Give, Send, Go to be able to hold a, a stronger platform for the website without uh, breaking down because a certain number of people were trying to use it at once. And the organizers also set up an e-transfer, which is similar to PayPal. I don't think there's e-transfer in the States. It's basically when you put in an email and you can just send money directly to said person's email and it goes into their bank account when they accept it. Nice. I don't think we have a comparable service, at least not that I use. So yeah, I I like it. I don't think the States has it yet. Uh, It is. It's a very convenient service. So that was also a a, a good one because a lot of people were worried. Right. So GoFundMe obviously didn't work out. Uh, What if, give send go breaks down then what so i think a lot of people are now shifting more towards the e-transfer because that goes directly to the person's bank account in this process one of the things this whole movement we've been leading up to this of course you've seen pastors Mm -hmm. arrested churches forcefully shut down i think one of the really interesting things is the number of pastors that have been engaged with the people on the ground with them are you witnessing a, an increase in faith? Canada has been a fairly agnostic country. Yes. But it's um, it seems to be achieving a revival in, in its faith through this whole process. Is that a fair assessment? Um, I would say based on what I've seen um, and 
who I've talked to, I would say a lot of people are putting their faith into Christ right now. People are scared. And when they look at what is in, uh, you know, books like Revelations and throughout the Bible, and they look at what's said and what's written, and they didn't believe it before, but now you're wit you're witnessing it. How was this written that long ago? So then people are now, you know, people are reaching there. We need something to believe in. We need hope. And ultimately, as a Christian, I have to say, when you break it down, Christ is really the only true source of hope at this point, because the government's never going to change, most likely. Uh, I think it's just going to keep getting worse. And I think people realize that. I agree with you. I think this is, we talk about this all the time on the show and it's uh, it's an important component because without the, the, that rock in faith and that relationship with Christ, we're, we're going to be walking in the desert, so to speak. 100%. And I have that conversation with a lot of my friends who are, you know, also freedom fighters. And I'm kind of here like, you know, I have hope and I support the convoy, but uh, whether or not they lift the mandates, uh, a lot of the premiers have signed off on digital ID. Like there's, there's a lot of things behind the scenes that people aren't looking at. And I, I have read my Bible. I know what is to come. And I really believe that everything that is happening is setting the foundation for what's written in Revelation. So they're like, oh, you're being such a downer. And I'm like, what am I though? Or are you just not looking at the bigger picture? That's an excellent statement. I, I've been doing a lot of this look on the shows recently about all that, as you say, goes on behind the scenes because people are very focused right now on the masks and the injection, which is real. They're also focused a lot on the political maneuverings, and we're not. You're yes. not seeing exactly as you said. The banksters are still moving. They're they're still signing the decrees to make sure that there's going to be a digital currency. They're still signing the decrees to move forward in the contracts. Even in Saskatchewan, they had your premier on one breath say, yes, no. you know, we're going to drop mandates. And on the same token, almost the same day, signs the contract to proceed forward with COVID passports. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They, they're, they're not lifting the mandates because they're scared of the convoy or they're scared of the people. They know they were going to lift the mandate sooner or later anyways, regardless of what the outcome of what the Canadian citizens were doing, they were going to put this digital ID into place regardless of how it came into effect. So they're making it look like, Oh yeah, it's the convoy. We support the convoy. Uh, so that when everyone goes home and all the mandates have been lifted throughout Canada and the restrictions have been lifted, well, sure enough, as soon as everyone's home and, and everything's peaceful for less than a week, I imagine, it's going to happen overnight and we're going to have this digital ID. So we're back to square one. Like that there is no winning with the politicians. And that's what I keep stressing to so many people. It doesn't matter if they lift the mandates at this point, we need to be focusing on what they're doing behind the scenes that the media is not covering. Look at what these politicians are signing. Watch the painfully long, moronic like children and a preschool arguing kind of moronic house of commons debates and all these things like this is where you'll actually see what is going on and that and so many people don't and that's why people don't realize it's not as simple as just hey all right we're gonna lift the mandates 
it's done. Everyone can go home. We're back to normal. It's never going to be normal again. No, it's not. We're, we're into a new world and we're heading into some unknown territory. And, the, and a, it's terrifying. It is. And I, I think that's the first statement. I can understand that. I mean, I think the other part of it is that, and this is kind of how I, I have presented the Canadian um, perspective or the, the importance of what you're doing is that there's no stopping the collapse of the economy and the attempted reset that that's a, that's out of our control. But I, I yeah. really feel that what's happening in Canada right now is strategically important because it's broken their timing and it's forcing them yes. into a collapse, which is what this will ultimately do if, if you hold that will bring their timing into a new orbit and reveal more of what they're doing, which is really the only hope, in my opinion. Yes, definitely. I mean, there's been so many people that I've seen on social media say things like, you know, they were it's typically people who were kind of in the middle that I'm seeing, you know, they didn't really care for mandates. They weren't against it or for it. They just kind of floated through life throughout this pandemic, per se. Um, but they're watching what's happening. They're watching the live streams and the thousands of videos posted every single day of Canadians playing hockey in the streets, drinking their Tim Hortons. What is more Canadian than that? People dancing and listening to music at parliament hill and then the media is like terrorism terrorism racist and you're you're literally watching what's happening and then you're seeing the media so a lot of people have said you know what i don't trust the system anymore because i'm seeing what's happening and what the media and the government are saying is is not what is in the footage that i'm witnessing so something's off here people are waking up to what is happening it's just if enough people will wake up fast enough or not is what it's going to come down to and if people are ready to do what needs to be done and it's definitely put a kink into what the government's plans are they had no idea it was going to be this big they had no a lot of us patriots in canada didn't even realize how many other canadian citizens were traumatized and upset and struggling due to what's happened you know we ourselves felt it but we felt very alone that is a great statement i think that's one of the things that has been the greatest victory in canada is to demonstrate to canadians first and foremost how much unity there is and in the common cause and at the same time demonstrating to the world that the numbers are so much greater than the police that when people stand up like this, they really can't do much other than threaten. No, well, it's just like the police um, arresting people for bringing material items to the truckers, which can, that's a, that's a broad statement, material items. So anything from food, uh, clothing, blankets, gasoline, propane, when you say material, you're thinking anything a person can carry or touch essentially. And then you're seeing in these videos, truckloads of the OPP and the Ottawa police driving out, literally stealing the fuel and propane from these truckers. None of this is legal. None of what they have done to us the last two years has been legal. And people are watching it. They are witnessing it firsthand. And that is what is causing this revolution amongst us. Because so many people didn't want to believe it or they had the blind eye, you know, and you can't have the blind eye or ignore it anymore when you're watching this and when your your media your social medias are are filled with what's going on you cannot 
turn your head to what is happening anymore. And if you do, then in my opinion, you're just a crappy person at that point. If you think it's okay to starve out and freeze out innocent people who are fighting for your freedom too, whether or not you want to believe it or not, they're fighting for you too. That's very well said. So as we kind of close this down, what do you, what do you see as a direction solution? Because you said you made a comment that are people willing to do what needs to be done? What do you see as those difficult steps ahead to get to what needs to be done to get that nation back reset for the people? Um, I think that I think we have a long road ahead of us. I think that there's at this point, I feel like there needs to be a war. Nobody wants war, obviously, but we're fighting up against a much higher level than people realize. Extremely dangerous, powerful elites that people don't realize. And I think that we need to stand together. Every country across the world, the citizens need to band together and I don't think it's going to end peacefully as much as many of us would like for it to. I don't think that's how it's going to go. No, nothing has been resolved. When you look at history, no major movement has ended peacefully. I think that's very realistic and and it's a difficult place to be, but I think you hit the key point there, which is we all need to come together and stand as one. That's the biggest strength that we have across the world and in this what they work at the most is division and i think that's uh the biggest challenge i think canada is doing that well now and awakening to the unity that you have yes definitely i'm very proud to be canadian (laughs) and that's great to hear it really is because i i and from where things were to where things are is a huge shift in a very short amount of time a very short, yes. And I think that's why emotions are so heightened amongst Canadians. None of us expected, as I said, none of us expected it to be this big. Not the politicians, not the citizens. No one expected it to be where it is right now. And when you're watching the videos, I don't care what side you stand on, who you say you are, what background you're from. This is bigger This is so much bigger and it is so powerful just sitting there and watching. And the the thing that gets me the most is seeing videos of these, you know, truckers are typically, uh, you know, these big, tough, burly guys per se. And uh, they're crying. There are tons of videos of truckers with tears down their face crying because of the children, because that's what it breaks down to. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for my kids. And I think a lot of people are saying the same thing. They are not doing this for themselves. They're not doing it for their grandparents. They're doing it for their kids' future. And these truckers know that. These truckers have kids. And they see these little kids coming out into the streets, coming to the Freedom Rallies, drawing them pictures, gifting them with tons of things, baked goods, you know, finances, pictures. The the list is endless. And how do you not feel such a strong emotion when you have this tiny little clueless person standing there thanking you, they don't even know what they're thanking you for yet, but they're so grateful for it. You can see it written all over their face. And your kids, I take it, are excited about all this. Yeah, my daughter walks around. 
my six-year-old daughter walks around saying that masks are evil. So I, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong as a parent or something right as a parent. Doing it right. That's good. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, we always close with a prayer. And if it's okay, I'll close with a prayer. Definitely. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this blessed meeting and this opportunity to just be inspired by the upcoming voices of this world as someone who has really taken that opportunity to think free, to be liberty minded and to put Christ at our, at the center. And we are blessed Lord. We want We are always reminded in Mark four twenty two, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would be, it would come to light. And so Lord, we just pray that it will continue to come to light, to awaken the many, to bring them to that love in you and that walk with Christ and to strengthen a nation that is now finding its roots and its soul and its strength on that rock of faith and let them awaken as well with the mightiness of your hand. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, thank you very much. It was a fantastic interview and talk, enjoyed talking with you. We'll keep in touch because I want to see... You're doing a great job. Just keep it up. It's it's really doing a great Thank job you. of bringing the truth to the world, and that's so important. Thank you. I appreciate that. Have a very blessed day. You too, Scott. Take care. And Patriots, that was Kate, Canadian Republican girl. Do make sure and give her a follow over there on TikTok. And like I said before on TikTok, it's at Canadian.girl5.0. She's got probably one of the quickest response to events and some really good insight as to what's going on. So definitely a follow in all of this melee of information, trying to sift out those that are solid truth tellers and versus those that are uh, kind of grifting. We found one today, which I've taken off of our channel, but you have to be careful. There's one guy that's been grifting, telling stories about like all the drama stuff, like they're coming at you. They're going to shut down all the all the networks and they're going to come at you. And while that may be true, the truckers have already PNG'd him. And I don't even have his name in front of me. We'll let you know, though. But anyway, just, you know, follow the... We've got... If you all know, we have Bards FM Canadian Revolution Telegram channel. And we regularly link uh, posts from Canadian Republican girl there, Kate. So head on over there. It's awesome. And we're going to, that's a good place as a hub. We're getting all the good news. And the thing is we're, we're constantly, we've got mods. All of us are kind of involved right now. There's a lot of stuff getting posted, but if we find something that's off or not true, we're going to go back and we're going to take it out because we don't, we're trying to, we're trying to keep information flowing there. So you have a central place to kind of see what's going on in as many different angles as you can. And as many great storytellers as we have out here. I don't know if you know this or not. just thought I'd let you know. Uh, I know this gets a little confusing in the media, but believe it or not, Joe Rogan is not the only truth teller. I, I, I know that comes as a shock to some of you. Um, he's been, it's just one of those things you have to come to grips with that Joe Rogan is not the only truth teller. <laughs> I swear. It's like everything you read now, it's like all of a sudden it's like Joe Rogan. It's like, uh, yeah. Well, Joe Rogan, it's like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm happy he's got as many followers as he does. Good on him. But let's get real. He's new 
to reality. And I'm not even, I'm always a little cautious to anybody that's new to the truth. Let's just get real. So, and by the way, I would hope that he's a truth teller for a hundred million dollar contract. Let's just say. So Patriots, great evening, a great voice. Isn't there something is rogue? You know, I always confuse Rogan with Rogaine. And I, and when I see Rogan, that's bald. And then I think of Rogaine, I'm thinking, dude, you should be promoting that product. That would be really good. And, and that would help the, the baldness too. I think at least that's what they tell me. I don't know. I don't use it, but just thinking it was like so close yet. So not there. <laughs> so anyway, all right, Patriots, great interview tonight. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, tomorrow night we have got, uh, Corey Lynn on, and I'd said that she was going to be on Monday night. Tomorrow night's Corey Lynn. She's Corey's digs. Another fantastic voice. One of the preeminent, and I mean this, I mean, across the board of all investigative journalists, I think she's probably the best one, of, if not, I definitely one of the best I've ever come across. And she's on our side. Straight up truth teller, hardcore too. Digs and digs and digs, builds network maps, does the whole thing. So tonight you can give a follow to Canadian.girl5.0. There's If you go to Linktree, she's on Linktree forward slash Republican girl. And it has all of her links and places that she's at. So you can decide which one of those you want to follow. I happen to like her TikTok channel because it's really tight and good stories. She does a good job at them, but you may like other stuff. So that's cool. And then, like I said, tomorrow night, we're going to have Corey Lynn. She's awesome. Really looking forward to that. So it's another great interview and we'll just keep on trucking. And then Thursday night, buckle up because I'm going to have to go two days without doing a rant on the deep state and Canada. And so I'm priming for a, a, bang up show on Friday and Thursday or Thursday and Friday, sorry, Thursday and Friday. So buckle your seatbelts cause it's coming. I'm going to make it rain a little bit, like probably like make it pour. And, and as you know, I, I don't have very many opinions, so I know it's going to be a hard one to deal with cause I'll probably have a few. <laughs> All right, Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. Keep our prayers up for Canada. They need a lot of prayers. And tonight, put a prayer up for Kate. She is a mother of two, and she's putting herself out as far point on the spear as you can in a country right now that's losing its damn mind from the government side in a country that's awakening. That's a lot of risk and a lot of courage. So put a prayer up for her tonight. And just keep on trucking. God's with us. He is never, ever going to leave us, forsake us. All we have to do is trust in him more than ever. And right now, this movement is in God's hands. There's this, things like this don't just happen. God moves the earth and people move. And Canada's awakening to that love in Christ, which is quite amazing for a country and a nation. I know, my, I know my buddy's going to listen to this tonight, and if he does, I'm going to say, even a Viking, I'm still praying for my Viking buddy that's going to accept Christ. I love him to death, but he's going to get there. <laughs> so, And he's Canadian. He knows what I'm talking about. 
So God is going to win this in the end. But we have a mission here, mission forward, Patriots. We keep driving, and we don't stop. And we don't stop ever until it's over. And that is how we win this. So keep the fire burning. The fires of righteousness have been lit. Just add some fuel, and if you want, add some gasoline. Works a lot better. I'll see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave 
It has no scruples. It has no rules but one. To win at any cost. But we will never bow. For we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.